0: But, uh, all right, enough of me here ranking freaking ADs. You know, it's off season when we're doing that. Let's kick it over to our conversation with Ty Richardson, ESPN. Hit that line. This is a good one. All right, we're pleased to be joined once again by one of my favorite people in the SEC media landscape. And, of course, I'm talking about Ty Richardson, host of The Morning Rush, ESPN, Arkansas. Hit that line. Ty, how are you, my friend?
1: Mike, I'm good. Uh, You've got the Mike Leach book in front of you. you got your protein shake. We are ready for this conversation. (laughs) I can't wait to talk some Arkansas football with you and some SEC stuff as well.
0: Yeah, and I can't thank you enough. Again, you came through the studio, what was that, about six weeks ago in Nashville. And, um, you know, all offseason, Ty, I've been kind of, I don't want to say doubting Arkansas, but I've been a little bit down on them, at least. For me, I'm always so high on the Razorbacks, but I'm back all board, man. After this spring, I'm fired up. I want to know how you're feeling after uh, the conclusion of of the latest spring with all the the roster turnover and the new coaches. What's your read? Do you you feel better? Do you feel worse? What's your thoughts on on, uh, the the Razorbacks after spring?
1: I think it's hesitant optimism. and Locally the media in any market is always going to have more positive vibes than the national media. That's just typically how it goes before the season, about a week or so before I convinced myself that this Arkansas football team can win 10 games when in reality, it's nowhere near that close. So I I try and go back and forth and look at what national people say and look at what local people are saying, or a lot of times are a little more in the know than some of the national guys to balance my opinion. But you still have KJ Jefferson and rocket Sanders uh, defense is a concern and an area and really an overall position group that I don't know what they're going to look like. I'm hopeful that some of these transfers and some of these additions will be game ready, which I think some of them are, uh, but I'm excited. I mean, it's, it's football, man, just like you and your balls. And I'll say this again. I said this last time, Tennessee's beating Georgia at home this year. Mill's going to have the game in his life and they are beating the Bulldogs this year. And that's going to be probably Carson's back, Carson Beck's, one and only regular season loss this season.
0: Well, I knew I liked you, Ty. And right there, <laughs> you confirmed it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you gained some fans on Rocky Top for those comments. But let me ask you about K.J. Jefferson going into a uh, a different system for the first time in his Razorback career. How do you think he's taking to the Dan Eno system? And, uh, you know, it seems like every time Sam Pittman's in front of a podium, he notes this is going to help prepare K.J. better for the NFL But will that help him this fall, do you think, uh, in Fayetteville? Mike,
1: I think it's important for any player, especially one with the leadership and the experience that K.J. has, to still take to coaching, to still feel like he has something to learn. And K.J., from all intents and purposes and what we have picked up and what we've heard, is still very much willing to do that. He knew while he looked good under Kendall Briles' offense, that doesn't necessarily translate to the NFL like Dan Eno's offense does. There's still going to be some RPO. There's still going to be some spread things that you see more in college than you will in the National Football League. But if K.J. Jefferson wants any chance to play professional football, and I'm talking the NFL, I'm not talking about the USL, FL, I'm not talking about the XFL, I'm talking about the National Football League, then he's going to have to soak up as much as possible. This is a guy that's been around since 2019. Here's a guy that a lot of people have high expectations for, as do you, as do me. Now, he's got to show in the world that you're deserving those expectations. And he's also got to get some help from his wide receivers and offensive line. Not too worried about the running back positions, but the offensive line has to protect K.J. Jefferson and also open up running lanes and then get those wide receivers. You got to get separation, make plays to help out your quarterback because he's got one of the best deep balls in college football.
0: Well, you mentioned the running backs. I'm, I'm glad because I wanted to ask you about that, Ty. And I know Razorback fans, they get mad when I even make this comparison. But I see number five, and I see number five. I mean, we all know that's, that's Darren McFadden, legendary player. But uh, Rocket Sanders, I mean, by the time his career is done, who knows? He may have comparable stats. So maybe not just those two players, but is this the best running back group, you think, since that Derek McFadden, Peyton Hillis, Um, and they they had one other um, running Felix Jones. Felix, thank you, thank you. So is this the best running back group, you think, since that uh, historically great running back room there at Arkansas? You've had some good
1: ones. I think about Jonathan Williams and Alex Collins. That was a tremendous tandem. I think about uh, Ronnie Wingo, Broderick Green, Nile Davis, and Dennis Johnson, which was more of a, a foursome than anything. They've had some quality depth at that position over the years Arkansas has had some really talented in-state young men like Darren that decided to play football on the Hill by the way Darren was in attendance this weekend at the spring game and one of the things he said is he's going to try and recruit some players to the Hill to Arkansas I think that it has the potential we'll see what the timeline is of Dominique Johnson who's coming off that second unfortunately retorn ACL you've got Rocket of course who's going to be listed as a preseason All-American him and Judkins are the first-team All-SEC guys heading into this year and probably at the end of the season. And then you've got A.J. Green and Rashad DeBinion, plus Isaiah Auguste is the outstanding freshman that they're excited about. So that's the one position group at Arkansas, I would say, that you could stack up with virtually any SEC team. Can't necessarily say that about anything else.
0: Now receivers for second year in a row, kind of a complete unknown. They, they got – Incredible production out of their new players last season. They're going to have to do it again. But one of the guys that you hit on on the morning rush on your Monday show right after the spring game, Isaiah Satania, do you think he could be the breakout star uh, for the Razorbacks this season?
1: I sure hope so, Mike. Isaiah is a Fayetteville kid. He's got some lightning quick speed. And ball skills is something you don't necessarily say for a young man that's under six feet but he has them and he has the ability to high point, even as a smaller guy, go up and get it. I love watching this kid play two touchdowns in the spring game. Also had a, uh, a touchdown saving tackle when Ladarius Bishop got an interception and Arkansas really hasn't had. And I want to be very careful in how I say this. Traylon Burks was an all American and all sec caliber wide receiver. Make no mistake about that. But, I wouldn't necessarily call Traylon the jitterbug the guy that's going to make two or three people miss and say gone. Traylon was going to break a tackle, he was going to shove you down, or he was just going to out physical you. Isaiah is a little different; he's more in the Joe Adams realm. Which Joe Adams we know. Don't is say that s- name to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, 2011 uh, Fayetteville. <laughs> trust me, I know that's a uh, that's a game that lives in infamy for you and, and lives in uh, hysterical territory for me. But I hope Isaiah busts out. He's got all the potential and. Now he just needs to stay healthy because injuries derailed his freshman season last year.
0: Do you think, uh, you know, hearing so much hype about the, the guy from, uh, what is it, Hillsdale, Tesla, do you think he yeah. can step up and, and be a big-time contributor for the Razorbacks?
1: He runs about 6'4", and you mentioned Hills, Hillsdale's college. I don't think any of your listeners know where that is. It's up in Michigan. And that's the thing. Like, can it translate? And you can say that about Tyrone Broden, the Bowling Green transfer. You can say that about Armstrong the Texas A&M commerce transfer, plus some other guys that they've added to this roster. If you're going to come in from a smaller school, you've got to have that chip on your shoulder. You've got to be able to prove to not just your staff, but the teammates as well. Hey, I belong here. I deserve a scholarship just as much, if not more than you do. And that's what some of these guys do. They come over and they have an instant chip. And I hope he does, because that would be an awesome element to add to the wide receiver group, which again, you look at last season. I think they lost five of their top six pass catchers. So that is a an area that has to get shored up. Not just the end at the end of the season. They got to figure that out by games one or two. Or it could be a an uneventful, unpositive year for a negative year for this Arkansas Razorback football team.
0: Well, another guy. It sounds like is going to break out for the Razorbacks. Tie on the defensive side of the ball. Landon Jackson. The uh, LSU transfer looked incredible in the spring game, and that that was essentially the reports all spring camp. Uh, How good of a player do you think he can be in this defense?
1: I didn't know this until uh, Conor O'Gara had that Arkansas has not had a double-digit sack guy since 2011 Jake Beckett. It's been that long, Mike, since they've had someone with double digits. And I don't know if Landon's going to be that guy. I hope so. 6'7", uh, Pleasant Grove High School down there in Texarkana, and as you said, has really stood out not just in the spring game but all of spring ball. He has the – coming off that ACL injury last year, I don't think he was fully healthy, and now to have a full season under him, I think this could be a huge breakout year. He's talked about some different four-man fronts they utilize with him inside, which I saw a little bit in the spring game as well. I love watching that kid play. He looks like an SEC defensive lineman. And I hope he blows up this year for, if not double-digit sacks, somewhere close to that point.
0: Well, not only Landon Jackson, uh, but also we've heard good things about Trajan Jeffco, yep. the, the Mizzou transfer, John Morgan, the Pitt transfer. Does that fire you up, or do you sit here and say, oh, God, is our offensive line bad? <laughs> I mean, that's that's always the the age-old question in spring. Yeah. Which Which way do you lean on that?
1: And it's a fair question. I I think you know as well as I do, coaches rarely speak continuously negative things about their football team in the spring. They want to spread the positive. They want to spread the wealth, the love. And so I got to take that into account when you hear Sam Pittman or any position coach coach talking about their said player. The offensive line is not the same as it's been the last couple of years, I mean, you think about a stalwart in Ricky Stromberg, an All-SEC, and All-American that's no longer on the football team. They've shifted some things around. Luckily, that's Sam Pittman's MO. That's his background. I don't think many people are too worried about that position group. But defensively, you get the most sacks you've ever gotten last year, Mike. But you also gave out gave up the most passing yards in college footballs as an FBS program. So it was feast or famine. This team this year has to figure out to get pressure with four, because if you can do that, even if you have just an okay secondary, it kind of disguises it and miffs it a little bit. So in this case, I hope that these defensive linemen that you just referred to and the other guys really, really come around as we get closer to 2023 and this season.
0: Well, I'm glad you referenced the, uh, the past defense because that's where I wanted to go next time and you know, I think there's real value. People say there's no value in the spring games, but I'll tell you what I have picked up over the years. You listen to the announcers, and I know, you know, rarely are they, you know, uh, homegrown people that know the roster in depth, mm-hmm. but what they do, they have meetings with the coaches, and they share some of the tidbits, and one of the tidbits they shared uh, on the broadcast, I know you were at the game, you may have missed this, but they said this: this these coaches are going to play more man-to-man in the secondary. After hey Barry Odom, I I loved him as a defensive coordinator. I think we got to credit him for some of the big wins of the Sam Pittman era. But clearly sitting back, it didn't work last year. Obviously, like you said, they were they were got off on the past defense. So we're switching to more man coverage. My question to you though, I know they have Dwight McLuther, who's he's amazing, one of the best corners in the SEC. They're bringing in Singletary from Georgia. Hopefully he can fit into that rotation. But do you think Arkansas has got the secondary players to, to play man-to-man and have success in the SEC?
1: Corners, I think that is a realistic question to say yes to. Safeties, I think you're a little more apprehensive about that. And that's one of the hardest positions in all of college football, going up against SEC wide receivers. Because when you do have to go man or you're in the slot, you having to plug a hole against a running back like Judkins or Sanders or one of the other outstanding guys in this league, it's difficult. And for this Arkansas football team, particularly on defense, I think that's an area they really have to hit in the portal in these next couple of days. Uh, tight has been another one that I think people have talked about in some other areas, but yeah, safety is is probably the maybe one of the biggest question marks on the team. Uh, Hudson Clark's been there a while, and I like Hudson Clark a lot, um, but he, he's not necessarily your like has the, the, the size of your prototypical SEC safety. So it's going to be interesting to see who they add and then who ends up starting. And if that guy starts game one, who they end up starting game 12 of the regular season as well.
0: So let me ask you this, Ty, what is the biggest question that you had about this Arkansas football team that you think they answered in spring?
1: That's a great question, Mike. And I think I could take this a variety of ways. I would probably still say I wanted to know what the backup quarterback situation looked like because when K.J. went down and couldn't play in the Mississippi State game, they got curb stomped. A game I was at, Starkville, getting underrated, but hated the actual game itself. He couldn't throw against Liberty. You could tell. Ended up losing that game. He couldn't play against LSU. All Arkansas had to do was do anything offensively and you win that game. They couldn't do it. Instead, Harold Perkins had himself a field day. So I think it's – how close of a gap Criswell can shrink the backup quarterback. Cause KJ's the alpha. He's the dude, but can Criswell give Danino's Sam Pittman and the rest of that offensive staff confidence that if KJ was to go down for any reason that he will be able to step in and do an adequate job. Cause they didn't necessarily have that on campus last year. And I like watching Malik Hornsby at times, but he just, he's, he's gunshot and he wouldn't throw the football and mm-hmm. you can't, win in the SEC without a guy that can put put it on the numbers and Malik wasn't it last year and Forden, just I don't know if he's a high level SEC quarterback that can start each and every game at this point I think to be quite honest he would tell you he's not but hopefully they don't have to get to that point
0: now similar question what's something that uh, you wanted answered in the spring but you didn't quite get and it's still a question heading into uh, fall camp
1: I think you're still unsure about the offensive line because they got 10 sacks during the course of that game. Now, sacks against K.J. Jefferson, you know you got to bring this guy to the ground. K.J. had several highlight plays last year where he broke not one, not two, not even three, sometimes four tackles in the backfield, in the pocket. He is a load. He looks a little slimmer, looks a little slicker, and that's going to be a problem for defenses this season. So I think it's the offensive line is that it gets fully tuned up for this year, losing Ricky Stromberg, losing Luke Jones. They added, added Jonathan Braun from Florida. Devin Manuel's the kid from, I believe, Louisiana. It runs about 6'9". Stromberg, or excuse me, not Stromberg, apologies. Uh, Latham and Limmer, Limmer the guys that he had last year. And some other guys that played a little bit, but you don't know 100% where they fit in. That's what you have to think about this year's the offensive line. And, again, I wasn't that, – that question you asked, did not get fully answered in the spring game because I still think there's things they have to work on. And Sam Pittman knows that.
0: All right, final question for you, Ty. I really appreciate your time. Mm -hmm. True or false, did you eat 16 tacos last night?
1: Yes, true. I had, (laughs) let's see, I had eight Asada and eight Pastor. I competed against my buddy Billy, who we've talked about eating the most against each other for quite some time. And truth be told, Billy has about... So I'm a little less than 190. Billy's probably, I don't know, 260. So there is a little bit of a weight differential. I'm having to go up in weight class. But I was still very confident until last night when he whispered over to me, he said, I could eat 24 if I wanted to. I might get a slice of pizza on the way home. And I was <laughs> dying. So I was like, all right, I'm not, I'm not doing this again. You win. You're the better man. And that's kind of how it went down last night. It was not a pleasant morning before the morning show, Mike. Not at all
0: all right well brother i hey i hope to see you uh, at sec media days here in nashville coming up pretty soon before you go can you tell our audience where to find all your work
1: mike really appreciate you always doing this at the end at ty sports radio on twitter uh, mike mentioned he watched the morning rush earlier this week it's every weekday from 6 to 9 a.m on ESPN arkansas and hit that line.com we're also on facebook youtube twitter and twitch and Man, I'm not only excited for the the work portion, but you and Shane actually have to come out and drink with us on Wednesday <laughs> night. That's almost a requirement. I'm I'm making you and Shane come out because you guys you guys worked too much last Wednesday when we were in Birmingham. Was it Birmingham? Yeah. Uh No, Atlanta. You, you, Atlanta, I apologize. So you're going to have to you're going to have to figure that out. You got to set your schedule right for this go around, especially in your your uh your current resident town. You got to do it, man.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Last I, I'll be completely honest with you. We we didn't know we were gonna get in. We got in we were overwhelmed we were we it wasn't my first time but it was the first time as that sec podcast so i didn't know what in the hell i was doing and uh, i was just trying to survive as was cousin shane but we are game planning we picked up tips from you among many others so we'll be there we'll be out and uh we'll drink but we we can't drink too much because we got to get up and, and do it all again four days in a row you know what
1: Yeah, that works for me, man. We'll just do we'll have one big banger on Wednesday night. Everyone's always hungover and just ready to leave by Thursday. So we'll we'll keep it all within the the confines of Wednesday night.
0: All right. Thank you, my friend.
1: You got it, Mike. Appreciate it.